Today, I have the honor of having my friend, Big Billy Clark. With over 20 years in the music business as an executive at some of the most prestigious major record labels in the world, it is no wonder why this tastemaker has been sought after by the music industry's elite. Big Billy Clark started out his career at Def Jam Recordings in 1994, when then-CEO Russell Simmons recruited him into their West Coast office. Clark hustled his way from intern to senior director of A&R and West Coast office manager. Clark was given the responsibility of running the West Coast office's daily operations on top of being a creative executive that could sign and work in various capacities with some of the label's biggest artists, which included Ja Rule, Ludacris, Jay-Z, DMX, Method Man, Red Man, Mariah Carey, Hoopstank, Christina Milian, Bon Jovi, LL Cool J, Slick Rick, Cisco, and Fefe Dobson. After nine years at his post at Island Def Jam, Clark ventured out and started tour managing. He traveled around the world to Japan, Germany, and France for two years with Hoobastank and Christina Milian before he was brought into Atlantic Records as A&R by the label's president, Craig Kalman. In 2006, Clark was offered an executive A&R position at Sony Music, where he developed and signed new artists. He also jumped on board to run a production company for the Black Eyed Peas Prince Board called Beats and Produce, where he was able to develop singers, producers, and songwriters. Clark shortly after accepted the post of GM at the writing camp, which housed songwriters and producers responsible for hit songs such as Beyonce's Halo and Rihanna's SOS. Clark was also a producer on the hub hit TV show, Majors and Minors. Currently, Clark is the EVP and A&R at Hitmakers Entertainment in Los Angeles, working with mega producer Mark Feist, signing, developing, and breaking artists worldwide. Hi, it's Booty, and you're listening to Seven Questions. Seven Questions is where I ask world leaders and fascinating people seven questions. Today, I have the honor of having Big Billy Clark with me. I am so honored to sit down with him. This guy is so, so busy. Like, I can't even tell you um, how incredibly um, uh, important he is. <laughs> and, and to me, I think, in, term, in the music industry and how honored I am that he is willing to take some of his time to sit down and play seven questions. Uh, Big Billy Clark, how are you? I'm awesome, how are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> what's your day looking like today, or um, this fourth quarter? <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny, the last, uh, the last few years, I used to have like a, a break. Um, you know, the last November, December would always kind of slow down, and, and uh, it was like vacation time, I guess. The last few years have been super, super busy. Like the music industry just does not stop. Um, you know, I'm running an indie label now, so we have an, uh, an artist from Australia named Tosh. Oh, cool. Um, she's out here now, so she's recording. But it's like just the schedule doesn't stop anymore. It's like I'm, I'm kind of working through the holidays. And does she have an Instagram handle? Yes, Tosh underscore sings. All right. Uh, a 17 year old girl, singer songwriter. She's amazingly talented. Um, 
and she, and she writes everything 100%, lyric and melody, she's incredible. But it's just, it's rare that you find artists like that, so it's like, you know, someone who writes like that, it's, we fly her out from Australia, and she, you know, she has 60 new songs that she's written in like two months, so. Wow. It's going through all the songs and, and figuring out where the gems are and recording them, and you know, it's, it's really fun. Very cool. So that's kind of been my, uh, my, my day to day. Now I have a random question before we start playing. So okay. where does the name Big Billy come from? Um, so, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm 6'5". I'm a, big, I'm a big guy. Okay. For um, those who are listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so um, I'm a really, really tall guy, 6'5". Um, right now I'm about 295. But, um, I mean, all throughout my career when I was working at Def Jam, I mean, I was probably three... 300 pounds um, and I actually even got up to 430 okay so I was a pretty heavy guy so I was just a big dude so everyone would just kind of go Big Billy Big Billy uh. Big Billy and it just stuck so <laughs> eventually even on my business cards at Def Jam they said Big Billy Clark my email Whoa. was Big Billy Clark <laughs> my business cards at Sony and Atlanta, everything said Big Billy Clark my emails were Big Billy Clark all my handles on everything are Big Billy Clark it's just it's it's been branded and it's stuck with me forever which yeah. I, I don't mind it's yeah. like and even now, I'm like, I'm still big. I'm still a big dude. I'm not, you know, six five is no joke. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I was just curious. I was like, what? My big, big Billy Clark. I love it. It's such a. I don't think I know anyone else that. What's well, funny? Like rhyme flows so, that way. One of the one of the. It's funny. One of the guys that I, you know, coming up in the music business, who I've always loved and respected, is Big John. Okay. And and Big John, um, you know, is 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 a huge mentor to so many music executives. Um, but he's a he's he's actually taller than I am. I think he's six six or six seven. He's huge, but like it's funny. People, you know, his name is um, John Platt, and and people would go, "Hey, do you know John Platt?" And people would go, "Who's that?" You know, but they'd be like Big John. Everyone's like, "Oh, we all know Big." Like, everyone knows Big John by Big John, you know. Yeah. But if you're like, "Hey, do you know John Platt?" They're like John Platt, hmm, you know. <laughs> so it was one of those things. So like that's kind of how the Big Billy thing started. It was like people would be like Big Billy. And then it just became Big Billy Clark, and it, it literally, it literally stuck with me. So everywhere I go, you know, it was like, "There's Big Billy Clark," and I'm like, oh, "I guess I'm, I guess I'm Big Billy Clark now." Yes, <laughs> I'm owning. Which it. is cool, though. Yeah. Well, and in your industry, it's like people have names that are memorable and yeah. that you don't forget, and yeah. it's kind of a win, a check for me as someone who's yeah. loves branding. It's like, well, it's crazy because I mean, it could be worse. It could be you know Billy Lunch Meat Clark or like <laughs> or like something re- <laughs> something ridiculous, like you know what I'm saying. So I'm good with it. All right. Yeah. No, just curious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that was a side note, but yeah. again, we're gonna dive in, play seven questions. We've got this cool box here, guys. Dun, dun, dun. That I'm gonna shake up. And for everyone who's listening, he has not seen the questions. Uh, seven questions is all about inspiration and uh, having people on who are known for one thing, and having those who know them uh, learn something new. So now, are uh, these seven? Are these? Are there only seven questions in there? Are there? Are there like? 30 questions that There's I'm picking more seven. than 30. Yeah. Oh, wow. So okay. you're picking seven. Oh, wow. You can't look in the box. Okay. <laughs> He's looking away for those who can't see. I'm, I'm not looking here. All right. Question one. Question one, and I'm handing it to you. Uh, he's going to hand it to me, okay. and I'll read it. Ooh. Uh-oh. What's been the most difficult choice you've had to make to fulfill your destiny? What's been the most difficult choice you've had to make? To fulfill um, where you are. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, so 
I'll say that um, you know me. You know me for a long time, um, and I'm a very loving, honest, sincere, genuine human being, and I love people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you know, being in the music industry, um, I always want to help artists and look out for mm-hmm. artists. And people don't um, being being the nice guy isn't always people look at it as a as a weakness instead of a strength mm-hmm. and and a lot of times for me it's like you know people expect me to be this this cutthroat business guy and and I mean and yeah I mean we have I have I have attorneys and I have people that that you know handle business but like for me I could get shit done and still be a fucking nice guy I don't have to I don't have to you know chew anyone's head off or, or be a screamer all the time and and I've had bosses over the years that or just people were terrified of them mm. and it's like how do you run a company like that you know it's like it's you have to empower your your people to 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 you know be effective and proactive and 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 not fear every day that they go to work and it's like you know for me it's like the biggest struggle for me has always been you know um trying to stay true to who I I I am in that regard, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a, a nice, a, a nice, genuine person that's honest and like, mm-hmm. um, and not get caught up in all the politics. Because one thing I'm really bad at is politics, mm-hmm. like really bad. I, you know, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, and if I'm not feeling something, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty straight up about it. But I can't be like, oh, that's, cr-. I can't, I can't play the, the I can't bullshit yeah. with people. <laughs> I'm really bad at that. So that, that's, that's for sure. And so how would you say like you've, um, what have you, what would you say you've done to get to where you are now? Like, is it just being nice yeah, in I, an I, industry I, that's I, not I, and still um, coming through? Yeah, I, I think that, I think that, um, I mean, cause at this point it's been over, uh, 20 years. I, it's almost been 25 years actually that I've been mm-hmm. in this business. I started when I was 19 at, at, um, at Def Jam Records. Um, and I, I think that, f- um, for me, there's definitely been, I mean, I, my, I, I've been fortunate enough to, to have a career path that's been, you know, um, on the up and up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely had a couple of rough years. Um, but I think that after so many years, people look at you and they go, you know, I really fucking like that guy. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, you'd be surprised how many people, there's times that I'm out at dinner or out and about or out at events. And people will come up to me and just go, hey, I was talking to so-and-so about you. They said you're the nicest guy they've ever talked to or ever dealt with. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to work with you, and I, I get so much business. There's so many people that were, that will you know reach out to me and just say, you know, I'm trying to find a manager. I'm trying to find this, we find that, and everyone keeps telling me that you're the most honest, sincere. Mm-hmm. So I think that after a while, people get it, but it's not. It's it's you know it's taken a while to get to that point. So it's like now, I mean, even the other day I was at a, I was at a, a show at the Peppermint Club and uh, and I'm there with like some I mean some really big executives um, at, at these major labels that I've, I've known for years and they're all kind of laughing and they're just kind of joking like you're the only person in the music industry that we don't ever hear anything bad about like everyone mm-hmm. fucking loves you and I'm like no I'm sure there's a couple people that don't <laughs> that don't love me but but like overall like you know they're just like everything everyone always has you know great things to say, say about you and I'm like and, and to me that's a testament. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud to like wear that and 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 know that I'm not, you know, one just someone. You know, because I mean, I, I, there's people that I know that I've dealt with that I'm just like, wow, better, 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 you know. Because <laughs> I, I, I just know that they're bad. They're, 
they're cool with me, but they're just, I, I know how they do people. And I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, it's, it's kind of, you yeah. know, it's kind of dirty. So I, I don't, I, I take pride in, in being the kind of, um, you know, uh, human being and music executive um, that I could, you know, be proud of. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing. Of course. It. I love that. Yeah. Um, Ooh, love question that. one down. Okay, question that was, one that down. Was, that wasn't too bad. Uh, that no, wasn't too bad. That was, I mean, that was deep. I love it. That was deep. I, mean, I think we've got some golden takeaways, guys. Oh, man. Question two. Question two. Okay. You read it. Ooh. Uh-oh. Question two. Uh-oh. Every no, time I... you... That's the same time you've done that. <laughs> no, I love all the questions. Okay. So, don't... I'm not biased here. Uh, best advice that you've gotten and used. You know how sometimes we get advice, especially in your industry, but what's some of the best advice in, that you've gotten and that you actually use? Because people like to tell us things all the time about what we should do, whether it's personal, professionally, and we don't always use it. So what's one of the best advices that you've gotten? Um, probably just to trust my, my instincts. Mm-hmm. I, I, feel, I, I feel like I have really good initial instincts and and if I, when I hear about something or or whatever my first initial instinct is, that's what I got to stick with. Mm, really? When I, when I start overthinking things, that's when it becomes a problem. And it's all and I'm always right when I mm. when I stick to my first my first initial like okay, then that's always that's always right. It took me a long time to get into that. Um, I guess also just being confident in my in my ideas and in my uh, in my. Um, Decisions because mm-hmm. you know for years, you know when you're coming up in this business, especially I was doing A and R. So you know coming for those up with, who don't know A and R is so A and R stands for artist repertoire. But A and R guys are usually at least in the earlier days um, when I was when I was at the labels. A um, and R guys were the ones that signed, scouted, and signed artists and made albums. Okay. So it was my job to kind of like hire the producers and the writers and kind of with the artists figure out the sound and the direction of the album and you know that that whole that whole process. But like I think over the years. Um, you know, um, it's changed a little bit. We're now, we're now A and R's. Not all of them, but some of the A and R's have become more just middlemen and connecting the dots between artist and management, um, and mm-hmm. facilitating, you know, <clears throat> um, you know, just some of the internal label stuff as opposed to being more creative mm-hmm. um, and really having input as far as the direction of of some of the the songs and the records. You know, what I'm saying I think I think that like. A lot of times, you know, artists and indie labels or production companies or even managers will delegate um, the direction of a record and then they'll turn it into the label when it's finished, mm-hmm. you know. So not all artists will rely on the internal A&Rs anymore. So, um, but it, it took me a while to just be confident in my decisions because if I found an artist that I loved, for example, and I brought it to the label and I was confident about it, but they didn't see what I saw and they didn't let me sign it, um, or didn't want to sign it, and then the artist went to another label and, and blew up. It's like fuck, I was right. I should have. I maybe mean, I should have fought harder. Mm. But when when your when your CEO or your boss is saying like that this isn't right, this isn't a star, you you're like oh well you're the CEO for a reason. Mm. Let me let me fall back. You know what I'm saying? But like, but when you're right three or four times, you're like <laughs> fuck this shit. Yeah, I'm out of this motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that was that was that took me a long. That took me years to like. To build up my confidence to, to to stand up for myself and go, you know what? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. 
I love this. This is fucking amazing. I don't give a fuck what you say. And this, you know, and it, it took me a long time to get to that point. But now I'm, you know, that was a rough one because mm-hmm. I think that cost me a lot over the years. Um, just an artist that I that I believed in and 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 knew early, early. Because I always find stuff really early. I was, yeah. I'm always one of those guys that finds talent super early. Mm. Um, and then, you know, a year later, so in some cases, months later, but like a year later, two years later, three years later, they're, they're you know, yeah. closing, the opening up for the Grammys and they're doing this and they're doing that. I'm like, wow, you know, mm. the, you know, so it's yeah. like, well, who do you blame for that? You can't, you know, it's like, they don't, whatever. It's like, yeah. I should have I fought harder for harder, it. I should have, yeah. I should have kicked some doors in and, mm-hmm. and, uh, so yeah. No, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, at, least you, at least you got figured that out now, or a lot sooner than some people do. When it yeah, comes true. To following that, true. And actually yeah, kicking. Cause I just, people. I just wish I would have figured that out. You know, in the, in the, it's. A, but you're still, you know, I, I came in, I came into this business as an intern, which, which a lot of, a lot of the, you know, um, earlier guys, executives, um, and women came in as interns and worked their way up. You just had to put in the work, you know. Yeah. Um, so it was always a learning experience for me and really kind of figuring out what was right and what's wrong. But eventually you start to learn, like, there really is no right and wrong. You just have to fucking go in there and, and, and say, fuck everybody and do what the fuck you want to do. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, change some, change the, the, the rules and, and make, and, you know, create some success for yourself. But yeah, it's been interesting. And you're here. And I'm Still here. here. And I'm, and I'm here, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'm in a, and I, I'm in a really good place. Like, I feel, yeah. you know, it's like. I've worn so many different hats over the years, from A and R to management to mm-hmm. tour management to publishing to, uh, you know, I've I've worn I've worn so many hats. So it's like I feel like I'm in a good place now where I could, you know, really, uh, you know, I, I I'm familiar with each each level of mm-hmm. of where the artist needs to go and and be. So it's it's you know it's cool. It's really cool for me. It's really cool because yeah. some people just stay in one lane. So you. Yeah, you've had the yeah. opportunity to be able to yeah. see. Yeah, I was a breakdance instructor. I was, I'm just kidding. I was, I was like, wait, yeah. what? That's cool. But I can't breakdance my ass out though. Don't I don't can't. throw on some, uh, you know. All right, are there videos? Uh, <laughs> there's a video. There's actually a funny video. Um, it was on YouTube, but I think I think Universal took it down. We were on tour. Um, we were on tour. It was a. Uh, uh, we were in Connecticut. It was Kanye, and. Uh, and he per- he performed the workout plan, oh, God. and we decided to kind of prank him while he was doing workout plan. So we all the the day of the show we went. It was the it was the last day of the tour. Mm-hmm. We went to Walmart and we all gr- bought like spandex and leg warmers and like wigs and like just the most ridiculous outfits. And we crashed the stage in front of thirty thousand people while he was well, as soon as workout plan came on, we all came on stage. Me and like twenty girls. And we, right. and we and we started like doing work. We started working out, and I was like this lead, the lead. I have the video. I'll show it to you. Yeah, I would love to. I'll see show that. it to you. I, I have oh it. My God. Um, but it, it, I think it took it down from uh, from uh, from uh, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. But it's yeah. That that was that was when I was big Billy. So I was like I was probably three hundred and fifty pounds wearing spandex on stage. But he didn't. Have, he had no idea. So in the video, you see him. We all come out. And he's just like, what the? He's like. Singing the song, he's like looking around, like what the fuck is he's going gr- on? Oh and, and he's like walking around stage laughing, but he's like, what the fuck are these motherfuckers he's doing? doing like, right now. It was it was amazing. It was, it was oh, one, of the, one of my one of my best, and even that like that that plaque up there is is him being like that. Like, You're fucking nuts. That is crazy. Um, um, just a good times, man. Like a lot yeah. of on the, the road is always a good time. It's so cool. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Question three. 
How are you doing so far? <clears throat> good. Doing well, right? Yeah, Not so far crazy. so good. I'm like, uh, there you go. Oh, question three. Why do you think we work? To pay the bills. Because <laughs> lifestyles are expensive and bills are real. Okay. Bills are real. We have to work. Otherwise, I, otherwise I'd, you know, I'd be in Mexico somewhere or Hawaii just fucking relaxing. Yeah. No, it's just a question because, as you mentioned before, um, learning growing up as an intern and then realizing that the CEO may not know everything and then going through that process is, in, in one case, some people in corporate America never figure out that they do have a, a bigger voice than corporate structure allows them yeah. to have. Um, and in your industry particularly, sometimes it's those a-holes that end up breaking through because they've said oh, yeah. no to the boss and have, oh yeah, no, and literally yeah, end yeah. up. I mean, it's it's funny. <laughs> it, 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 you know, the entertainment industry is funny because you never, you know, you you have to really um, always be cool with everybody because the person that is the intern one day will be the president. The next day, yeah. it happens all the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like, and, and you never know what will catapult them to that position. You don't, and it, yeah, and it, it can happen in a matter of a fucking like, year. <laughs> yeah, but it's just you know, so you have to be, you have to, you know. And the, but the thing with me is, you know, I, I, as you know, I like we talked about it earlier. I love people, and I'm, yeah. I, I genuinely love good people and good energy. So I'm always cool with everybody, and and, and you'd be surprised at all the opportunities that have come to me. Just like, hey, we work together, you know, you know, when you. Did whatever, whatever, years ago, and they're just like, I've always just loved your energy. I wanted to see if you were down to do this and do that. And I'm, that's cool, you know. Do so, you, Do you think we work um, because, in your case, you're in a creative industry? Like, had it not been for us having to work, music would music, you know, in its current structure exists. Because uh, think about it, like I, the question is intended to make people think like everything is really made up. Society systems, it's, it's, companies. It's, it's basically whatever whatever ideas people had are are the are the catapults to what we're where we're at now is what you're saying. Yeah. So like the crazy person that said, "Hey, I'm creating a chicken company called Chick Fil A," <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's it's well, become it's, a brand. It's yeah. Become or like, or even like nothing. Stanley, like Stanley just passed. It's like mm-hmm. it was yeah, it, that was it was mm-hmm. his <laughs> it was his crazy visions that you know that he was just like he was even saying in an interview like. Every all my friends were becoming attorneys and law and and doctors and like mm-hmm. and I and I just loved like making up crazy comic book characters and you know he didn't realize it was going to be anything at, at yeah. that point but like I mean he he's created you know that the whole that whole industry is is because it's of him crazy like, yeah you know it's it's like I mean look at look at um Elon Musk it's like mm-hmm. it's like one person can yeah. change so <laughs> like, many mm-hmm. yeah. And do so much for people. I think, of course, yeah. Uh, for me personally, I think it's I think it's that. I think it's a partially that we would be bored uh, if we just did it. Yeah. Like at some point, yeah. The beach sounds great until oh, yeah, yeah. Well, until you're like, okay, well, what else do I do now? Well, it's, fun, it's funny. You know, they they did a study where I think uh, I heard about this. I think that people that retire from their jobs don't live very long after they retire. Did you know that? Oh boy! Like people that I could see it though. Because, I mean, because they they get bored and they, they and they grow older faster. Apparently, mm, is what I was reading, and I was like, that's that's, that's it's scary yeah. because it made me. My parents, my parents are both retired, and I just was like, 
don't say that. Yeah, that's, yeah. You know, but it, yeah, yeah. Because I think when you have to work every day, it's like you have something to live for. Live for, yeah. You have something to like, you know, like a routine or routine. like a, a daily objective. Mm-hmm. And like when, when you don't have that, it's like, what do I do? I just, you know, it's like... It, I have a friend who's 81 who runs, I don't know if you've heard of it, uh, Gendarme, Gendarmery, it's a, it's a spa in, off Doheny in Santa Monica. Nice. He's 81 and he's still running it. Wow. And he gets every day. And it's like, I think it's partially because he says, he's like, what am I going to do at home? And he's right. able to walk and right. move and still yeah. operate the cash register. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, what do you, keep his brain going. That's I can't imagine yeah. him being at, you know, he, he can not work. Yeah. Uh, but he comes in every day yeah. and greets and talks and I think I mean again this is my one sample pool but I think like just watching him at that age <coughs> you would never know he was even 81 because he's, his Amazing. mind is so sharp um, I love that and that keeps me motivated to think if you're doing what you love um, do it as long it, as you yeah. yeah do it as long as you can yeah, yeah, I guess. exactly yeah uh, and in his case he's, that's what he loves doing what he does yeah um, that's awesome but anyway that was a side note no, that's uh, awesome. Question four. Yes. I thought these questions were going to be real juicy, like like <laughs> some crazy, like, hey, so, uh, you know. <laughs> Are you, listen, you can give me a juicy question <laughs> if you want. Uh, I'm happy to uh, entertain you. Um, question four. What makes you feel most alive today? It's wrapping up 2018 for better or worse is almost done yeah um, um what makes you feel alive what makes you feel alive um that's a good question I, I, I could either answer it um cause there's two things obviously like I I love work mm-hmm. um um I think that for me uh, everything that I've done in my career stemmed from artist development Mm-hmm. Um, from the management to the A&R tour manager everything that I've done on the creative side is all stemmed from a base of I love developing artists I love mm-hmm. finding talent early and like developing it into something that I that I see uh, from the initial you know meeting or whatever um, that that drives me um, and that makes me happy like I genuinely love doing that um, on a work side on a personal side I think I think um, having people around me that um, genuinely love me mm-hmm. unconditionally um, and I know just really just fuck with me as a human being that's that's a feeling that I can't I can never describe to anybody it's like mm-hmm. to know that you have and I, I probably have a handful of them I mean maybe five or six that I that I could probably trust with my life mm-hmm. but just having people around you that you know like have your back no matter what like if you're in a group of people and you walk away and someone says, you know, fuck that Billy, they're gonna be like, they're gonna they're gonna fucking go in. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, like knowing knowing that that like when you have friends like that, mm. it's a really awesome feeling. And also just I'm a really like like um um my love language is touch. Mm. I'm super <laughs> I'm super touchy with my friends and playful yeah. and like, you know, that's just that's how I am with, with all, everyone that's close to me in my life. And to have to find Friends or people that are like that, it's like, it just makes me happy. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. That's cool, so man. that just good energy, good people, good souls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and just fucking love, man. That just, yeah. That like just makes me happy. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you for sharing. Of course, that. of course. Thank you. So no gotcha questions so far. No. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, <laughs> All right. Three, three more. We're almost done. Five. <laughs> Ooh, let's see. 
I do. I think that people get lucky all the time. Because um, there's certain things that happen to people that it, there's no other way to explain it except for luck. There's there's no preparation for that. There's no work towards that. There's no 10,000 hours to get something <laughs> done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, some people just, you know, I, I have a, it's funny. Um, so I was out with Hoopastank for, for years and years and years. They were signed to Island Def Jam when I was there. Um, and the lead singer Doug, we'd always laugh. Doug, the lead singer uh, in the band, always, whatever he decided he wanted to do, he was just always really good at it. Like it was really weird. Like, you know, he was explaining how when they started the band, he really was he really wasn't a singer, but he wanted to be he wanted to be a singer, and then he sang, and then he was really good. It was like what the hell? But then, I remember <laughs> we we always go bowling, and he he wasn't a bowler but all of a sudden he picked up all this, these crazy spins he'd do all these crazy spins and he would just like kill everybody mm. and I was just like how and, and I, I want to say golfing was another one that he it's like all these different things that he would pick up as a first timer he would just like be better than everybody around him and it was like so fucking annoying <laughs> what, it was like how do you how do you explain it it's like it's like yeah you could you could practice and get better and better and better but like off the bat, he was really, he just picked it up really quickly. He was like, it was like luck, beginner's luck, I don't know. Yeah, he, um, he just had that luck. I know, I have, a few, I had a few friends in high school like that who were just talented beyond, like, talent. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. any instrument, anything, it was like, like you, 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 like, you talk to them and be like, are you a singer? And they'd be like, no. And then, like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, this, you know, this, <laughs> You, would you ever want to sing? Well, I can't really sing. And then they'd be like, blah, 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 blah. And, you're, and you're like, I thought you couldn't sing. They're like, I never did that before. I just, I just tried it right now. I'm like, you're fucking, yeah, that those kind of people. Yep, I got you. I, um, got you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, and I always believe in like, you know, obviously working hard to 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 prepare yourself for the opportunities that mm-hmm. are in front of you. And obviously, you know when when those opportunities present themselves and you and you've worked hard to 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 you know get to that point it's like yeah it's like it it it, it you hit it's a head on collision of like <coughs> the perfect situation for you you you've worked up to it yeah the the opportunity is there and hopefully you know it works out but like some people don't prepare for shit and they just happen to always get get the right things thrown in their lap mm-hmm. um you know no, that's a good and, way to and answer I, it. There's and no I, right, and I, and I love those answer. people too. Yeah, there's no right or wrong answer. I think it's it's always fascinating to me to see how people answer that question, depending on you know where they are and with the, what they believe um, attributed to their own success. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's funny because like with me, you know, I I interned um, when I was 19 at Def Jam, and I and I was there nine years total. I worked my way up, but. Um, no one ever really took me under their wing and was like, hey, we're going to show you the ropes and, and kind of show you how it's done. And like, no one ever did that with me. I had to really like figure it out on my own. And then I had other friends that came in way after I did. And they, you know, some of them were girls, some of them were pretty girls. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, 
you get someone that's like, hey, I'm going to take you on this trip with me and show you how to, you know, how to run the, run the marketing department. And all of a sudden, they're like the head of marketing, and I'm like, still a, a coordinator. And I'm like, mm. what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I mean, it, it, but it's like, it's like, though I've had so many of those of friends that have, that, that have kind of gotten in in random situations where they're, they're hiring someone and they, they just kind of go from like no job to like being, you know, running a department. And I'm like, who. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. Am I not trying to make out with the right person? I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, what, I'm confused. I'm like, am I? What? I don't like, if I'm like, geez. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, but that, but I mean, looking back on it, I'm glad that like I've I've done it the way that I did, and 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 uh, you know, I I worked for everything that I had. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and even though it took longer than it probably should have, um, <laughs> I I'm happy. You know, I'm I I would never have done it any other way. Way, yeah. Cool. All right. Okay. Question. Question six. Oh, Almost there, man. You're just so thorough. I love it. I know. Do you have any people that like you ask a question and they're just like, yes. Okay, next question. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, like, what? One sentence. It's like, all right. So people are very. There's all types of personalities. Yeah. So not everyone has that. Um, I'll just say that. There's all types of personality. Yeah. Oh, you're <laughs> oh yeah, you could read it. We can switch it up. No, no, no. So what's yeah, you know, what's your motivation? So question six guys, what's your motivation to succeed? Um, I think for me, um it's a it's just an overwhelming sense of me wanting to to leave something behind. Really? Yeah. Like um I mean, I don't want to get too, like, I want to, I don't want to get too, like, emotional, but, like, it's, um, it's funny because I want to have a kid, mm. and, and I've been looking into surrogates, because mm-hmm. I want to have a kid, not, and not, but not be married in, like, that, the traditional way, but I, I want to, like, I want to, you know, uh, find a surrogate to have a kid for me, yeah. um, and either have a friend donate an egg, or get a random egg, whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. But just have just have my own kid, mm. and without being tied to the mother or anything like that at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because uh, my sister is married with with a kid. I have a niece, um, and I just always think about life, and and it's like, yeah, I have a lot of great friends in my life. But like as you get older and you get sick and you start, you know, it's like it's it's, you know, you're up there. It's like the only people you can rely on to really take care of you are your kids. Yeah. And and it's like your friends have their own families, their own their own issues, their own things, and like everyone falls off. Even my sister, like <clears throat> I love my sister to death, and and I know that like, you know, if I got old and uh, if I got old and and. You know, I was, I was all alone. For example, like she, you know, she would probably check on me every month if she if she had to. But like, <laughs> yeah. she has her own family. She has her husband and, and yeah. her and her kid. It's like, I have to I have to have kids to take care of me. Mm. Um, I don't want to die alone. As as horrible yeah. as that sounds, it's like I, you know, my my. Um, I think a lot of people can relate with that. I don't think anyone w- wants to die alone. I think you're. I think that is a human. Uh, a but it's, human. Um, it's just sad because I, I had um. You know my, um, I never I've never told a story like this. But um, you know my grandfather, 
um, was a veteran and he, you know, he was sick and he had, you know, he had his leg amputated and stuff and, and he was, he, he left my grandmother, he, my, my parent, my dad was a, was a kid when he left, he mm-hmm. like left him and whatever. Um, so he was never really around. Um, and as I was, as I was growing up, I mean, he, you know, he was around quite a bit, but they, you know, they, they weren't together and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, as he got older and got sick, like he, he was, he was really alone mm-hmm. and my dad always, um, kind of, you know, check on him, check on him and like take care of him when he could. Mm-hmm. My dad had his own family and his own things to deal with and, and me and my sister, and my mom and stuff. So it's like he would, he would do everything he could when he could. But like, I just felt like my grandfather kind of died alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me it was the most sad. It was the most it was sad to see that, um, cause it just made me scared for my mm. myself. Like I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, you know, I don't want to, um, I don't want to uh, be a burden for anybody. Obviously, but like, um, for anybody outside of my family, my kids, those motherfuckers need to take care of me. <laughs> but besides them, I don't want to be like you know, you know, calling my sister and my, everybody else to like, hey, I need to ride to the to the hospital. And like, I'm just, I know I'm going, I'm going a little left, but yeah, no, but I, like, yeah, but I, yeah. you know, so so I, I really, I'm really, I really feel like I'm at that point in my life now where it's time to graduate to the next chapter of my life, which is being a father, and I think I'll be a great father, and I want to like, so too. and I want to, you know. Like leave something behind, um, outside of material. That's me, yeah. Things, yeah. But but with a family and with and with work too, it's like that. That's kind of what you know. What makes you want to succeed is I want to I want to leave something behind, um, whether it's a legacy or like or just like hey, so and so did this uh, had this big achievement or this whatever. So it's mm. like, you know, you look at people you know that have passed and they have all these accolades and it's like well, that's so amazing. Um, and you know, obviously it's like, these guys are, I mean, I, I'm halfway through my life at this point, but I still have a ways to go, but yeah, there's a lot I want to, I want to do just to, you know, to make a name and, and leave something behind that's, that's substantial and, and make a difference, I guess is my answer. Mm. Do something that's to make it. a difference. Right? I love it. I love it. I am <laughs> in the court now. And as, I you, start, as I start bawling. If, if that's your intention, you know, my, I believe in intentions uh and if that's your intention then you will yeah uh, so god spare your life you yeah know, I, you know if that's what you intend hallelujahs hallelujahs uh last question okay let's, let's see what we got <coughs> okay oh man here we go on the same accord question seven what are you most grateful for ending it on a grateful note um, especially with Thanksgiving guys coming up, this is kind of timely. This is a conversation I, many people will be having uh, in the next seven days as I'm, we reflect. <laughs> I'm I'm honestly grateful for um my family and my friends because hmm. I think that that's that's what keeps me going. I mean, obviously, I've got I'm thankful for a lot of things. I'm thankful for the, the great career that I've had. I'm thankful for. My health, mm-hmm. um, mm. that's a big one. Cause <laughs> yeah, I mean, man. <laughs> I mean, people. I mean, you know, I'm I'm thankful for my health, um, and um, and just having people around me that, like, like I said, genuinely love me, um, and genuinely have my back as as a, as a human being, unconditionally, mm. not because, you know, 
I have, you know, any, the, whatever. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. or, or not because I can help them out with whatever. It's like mm-hmm. they, they, they are my, they're my friends through ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, that I'm thankful for. So my friends, my family, and my health. That's great. Those yeah. are three great things to yeah. be thankful for. Yeah. Um, well, Big Billy Clark, it was, it's been an honor. Thank you so much for playing Seven Questions. Of course. I'm so glad we could do this. I, I told him, guys, I was like, before 2018 is over, I yeah. know you're a busy guy. I know. I, I, uh, I want to make it happen, too, because I'm like, I want, you know. No, you're on my 2018 list, so I, I really respect your time, and I respect good. you as a, as a person. You, you know that. Um, I really appreciate that. Of course. And at the end of Seven Questions, I always ask uh, my guests to nominate someone. So you kind of call out someone that you think would be good to play. Uh, seven Questions. Mm. Anyone come to mind? <coughs> have you... Have you um, has Scott Evans done Seven Questions? Scott Evans. I don't know if I know Scott. You know Scott Evans? Mm-mm. He's one of the hosts on uh, on Access. Okay. Uh, I thought he was with us that night. We were at... Um... It's possible. Sometimes I'm really bad, and my best friend uh, Randy, who you know, gets yeah, at yeah. me because I'm not entertained. Like, yeah, yeah. I I am so in the social impact space that I love it when I'm around because I'm so... I would, love, I would so... love to nominate Scott. I think Scott. Scott would be awesome. Scott Evans. Scott Evans, I'll be reaching out to you <laughs> via Big Billy Clark. Uh, can you email maybe? Of course I can. Cool. Yeah. Um, look out for that connection. Uh, and yeah, you know, thank you again for playing course, Seven Questions. Uh, for those listening, you're listening to Seven Questions. Seven Questions is where I ask world leaders and people I find fascinating seven questions. Again, I'm so honored to have my friend Big Billy Clark take the time out of his crazy day to play with us. Uh, If you like what you're listening to, please subscribe and comment below. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and afternoon wherever you are in the world.